0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app. So the next game we're going to take a look at here features the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Really, I guess you could say two surprise teams. I did play Dallas to win the division Um, Went back and forth with them and the football team. Feel like I made the right decision Uh, on Dallas, obviously. Uh, But with the Eagles, you know, you go back to really week six, week seven. We were, especially on this show, absolutely just destroying and crushing Nick Sirianni. You know, why is this guy a head coach without ever being a head coach? Head coach was never on his resume. He's calling the plays. Never called plays before this year. And they didn't want to run the football in the beginning of the year. We didn't know if Jalen Hurts was going to be the franchise quarterback. But since then, I mean, they're running the ball defensively. They're solid. And I don't think anybody was really expecting this from the Eagles. Now, the final injury report is out. Miles Sanders will not be playing in this game. And Philadelphia has a couple guys that are questionable as well. So really no shock as Miles Sanders hasn't practiced since breaking his hand, what, week 16. So we didn't. There was an outside shot he was going to play in this game. They're still hoping that he'll be ready to play in the wild card round, but uh, that timeline for his return might be unrealistic. So you got Marlon Mack. He suffered a broken hand and returned after missing two games. That was back in 2019. So it has been done before, but that's a tough injury to play with. Obviously a broken freaking hand. If you're a running back, Uh, Nick Sirianni does say though, that he does expect Miles Sanders potentially to come back in this game Uh, The Eagles likely in this spot to rest their starters. Um, They have 12 players still on the reserve COVID-19 list. I don't think anybody's came off. They got Miles Sanders is out, but that's with a hand injury. Questionable right now on the offensive line. Landon Dickerson's dealing with a thumb injury. I expect him to play in this game. Lane Johnson's still questionable. I believe they're going to rest him, to be honest with you, and he's dealing with a little bit of a knee injury. And then the reserve COVID-19 list. Uh, You have Fletcher Cox, obviously huge on that list. You have Marcus Epps, the safety. Dallas Goddard still on the reserve COVID-19 list. And again, these guys could come off this list. I mean, especially with the five-day timeline now, you could see potentially these guys playing in this game. But right now, Jordan Howard, who's your backup running back, still on the reserve COVID-19 list. Your center, Jason Kelsey, is on that list. So if I'm playing anybody in this spot, I don't want to lay a big number. It might be the Dallas Cowboys and Dallas also right now dealing with COVID issues though, unfortunately of their own is they add future rookie of the year on the defensive side of the ball, uh, Micah Parsons and their starting left tackle Tyron Smith to the COVID list. So we're most likely not going to have the opportunity to watch Micah Parsons coming up in this game. Tyron Smith, most likely not going to play in this game. And so, um, you have to wonder who else is going to even be out there. Trayvon Diggs, as well as uh starting safety Donovan Wilson also potentially are going to miss this game. They're on the COVID list. Uh, they went on there on Thursday. So you have questionable right now, Trayvon Diggs, and they're calling it an illness. You have um, Tony Pollard, who's dealing with a foot injury. He's questionable in this spot. You're probably not going to want to give Zeke too many carries in this game. And then Donovan Wilson, um, who's also dealing with an injury or I'm sorry, an illness. So, That's the list in this game. We don't officially really know who's going to be out there. Um, But I I feel like I'd probably still in this spot, if I have to play this one, look at the Cowboys, and I probably should have jumped on this at 2.5. Let me take a look at this line here currently over at BetMGM as we pull it up here for Week 18. We scroll down really quickly and make sure there has been no line movement here in the last 25 minutes because last I checked, this was taken off the board for some reason. And yeah, it's still, oh, there it is. Uh, Four and a half is the number right now. So Philadelphia at home. This is again a Saturday night game. Got to remember that. We have two Saturday games. You get the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Denver Broncos. That's a 4.30 p.m. kickoff. Then this is the nightcap. This is the primetime spot. Wish it was a better matchup. Wish, actually, Saturday night we had Raiders-Chargers. That should be the Saturday night primetime game. Give us a game we all actually want to watch on Saturday night. Instead, we get the Cowboys and the Eagles. Both teams heading to the playoffs. Um, Dallas, four and a half point favorites in this spot. Forty-three and a half is the total. On the money line, can't really back Dallas. Maybe, maybe they're a teaser leg. Maybe you could throw them in a teaser. Probably not though, week eighteen with not a whole lot of motivation out there. Minus two twenty-five on the money line is a disgusting price. And then the Eagles are plus one hundred eighty-five uh coming up in this game. On average, the Dallas Cowboys. With Dak Prescott, when fully healthy and actually starting, they've outperformed the spread by a margin of 6.1 points against the NFC East. This is a divisional matchup, so I would expect them probably to win this game. But that number, now that uh, I didn't get the 2.5, I don't know that I want to play a 4 or a a 4.5. Maybe we wait and see what that looks like come Sunday. And we see if anybody clears the COVID protocol and if anybody's even going to play in this game. But I just feel like Dak in a divisional spot is always worth the play. Like against the number, against the spread, I actually find this hard to believe. Dak Prescott in division play hits at a 43% clip, uh, 43%, I should say, re, uh, return on investment in his career. He's 22 and 8 against the number playing against the division outside of the division. So if you could, we always do this thing like, is Dak elite? If Dak could just play in division every single year, just play the Giants, play the Eagles every single year in the Washington football team, he'd be one of the more dominant quarterbacks, kind of like how Aaron Rodgers owns the North. That's what Dak does. 22-8 and eight in division play. Outside of the division, though, in his career, 25 wins, 30 losses, and uh, two pushes. So that's his number against the spread outside of the division. 25, 30, and two. But in division, he's 22-8. and eight. So I think, especially if you got anything less than the field goal, Dallas was the play. But at the four, um, I'm going to hold off on that one, even though, once again, I think the key number there is, or the key uh, trend is that Dak dominates in the division. And they outscore their opponents in these matchups by 6.1 points. So they would be covering the spread in that spot. I don't know what to do with Dallas moving forward. Like as far as the Super Bowl uh, futures, you know, this is a team where if you look at the trending metrics right now, they have the number three defense in the league and going into the season. I mean, when we were doing these season previews, we talked about the Dallas Cowboys and I was like, okay, this is probably a 10 or 11 win team because they're going to hang 42 pretty much on anybody. You have Dak Prescott, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have Amari Cooper, you had Michael Gallup. There's another injury to look out for, or obviously that we know about now. Uh, he's not going to be available the rest of the year. You have Zeke, you have Tony Pollard, who we thought might even be the better option than Zeke, and then Zeke had a really a bounce-back year. I mean, he didn't fumble the ball all over the place. He was pretty solid, lost a bunch of weight. In Dallas, the first eight weeks, nine weeks of the season, offensively, everything we expected, there were some injuries, there was some COVID stuff, but... Really, they've been carried by their defense. Micah Parsons, I mean, people that ragged on that pick and thought that they should go with somebody in the secondary, I mean, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. People question, like, how much does he care about the game? He's been great. I love him just getting after the quarterback. Like, he is a pass rusher. I don't know if I really want him in coverage, um, but he's been great. He's going to win rookie of the year. But Dallas has been carried by their defense. And I can't believe that. And then when we did the season preview for the Kansas City Chiefs, it was the same thing. It was, okay, well, we know Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. He's probably going to be a top five MVP candidate. If Kelsey stays healthy, he's probably the best tight end or second best tight end in the league. Tyreek Kill's great. I still think they need a number two wide receiver. Wish they could have even kept Sammy Watkins. But they've also been carried by their defense. So Dallas and Kansas City both getting carried by their defense is a scary thing because offensively, they've. Had their struggles this year. It's like, oh, what's wrong with Mahomes? What's wrong with Dak? But also, if you're looking at the Super Bowl market, that's kind of why I like these teams because they're two teams that have been getting by because the defense has been great. And let's say the offense starts clicking, they're going to be scary as hell. Now, the Chiefs, I don't love that price, five to one plus 500, especially. I mean, they were a game below 500 a month and a half, two months ago. You could have had them, what, 12 to one, 13, 14 to one at one point? So I'm not going to play them five to one, but. Cowboys 12 to 1. Like, if you're looking at teams with a realistic chance to win the Super Bowl that are going to the dance, Packers 4 to 1, boring. You could have had them 14 to 1. Chiefs plus 500, no thanks. Tampa Bay 7 to 1. I feel like that's a sucker bet that'll come back to haunt me if you clip that because we all know what Brady does. He'll probably most likely be back in the Super Bowl. They'll figure things out, but they're beat up on the defensive end right now. Antonio Brown quit football. He was released from football. There's a bunch of stuff going on on social media that I don't even want to talk about right now about what he was doing and who he was sneaking into his team hotel and they got COVID issues going down and it's Bruce Arians against Antonio Brown. It's it's, it's a big mess right there. So I'm fading Tampa Bay seven to one boring uh, the bills eight to one. No, thank you. If I'm looking at the AFC team, I I'm, I'm staying away from the bills. Even right now, Rams nine to one Cowboys. Twelve to one is a very, very juicy price, but they just haven't been the same team. They have not been the same team uh, here the second half of the season, carried by their defense. We'll see what they're able to do coming up this weekend against the Eagles. But 12 to 1 with the Cowboys on the Super Bowl future. Probably not the worst bet, but I don't know. I look at coaching when I try to handicap this as well. And you have Mike McCarthy in a playoff spot, and we've seen that movie plenty of times. Mike McCarthy loves settling for field goals, loves punting. And um, sometimes forgets how much time he has left on the clock. He's terrible with timeouts. You saw it once again last week in that loss for Dallas in a game which they were favored against Arizona. and They played like crap the first three quarters. Nearly got back in it in the fourth quarter. Biggest spot of the game, Mike McCarthy doesn't have a timeout. Doesn't have a timeout to challenge the play. So, don't know if I could trust Mike McCarthy. But I am rooting for that Green Bay Dallas matchup where we get Matt LaFleur and you get Aaron Rodgers against Mike McCarthy. Like everybody wanted to see New England take on Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl because you get Belichick and Brady and yeah, maybe they had a falling out, but Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers just really don't like each other um, or didn't those final couple of years in Green Bay. So I'd like to see that matchup. Dallas 12 to one to win the Super Bowl four and a half point favorites against the Eagles. And then the Eagles, there's a team that nobody's talking about as far as Super Bowl odds or Super Bowl futures, but they're in the dance and they're 66 to 1 to win it all. Uh, wouldn't play that, but don't hate that price, 66 to 1 for a team that you know is going to be there. The Niners are 40 to 1. They have to obviously win to get in, and you got the Chargers 40 to 1. So the Eagles probably the best price you could get as far as a team that's going to be in the playoffs. Unless the Raiders do find a way to beat the Chargers on Sunday night, you could get them 150 to 1 plus 150. Uh, or plus 1500 right now, 15,000 are the Raiders. So, not a whole lot you could do with that one until we figure out who's going to be there. But Dak 22 and 8 in the division. So, probably roll with the Cowboys.